Good evening, ladies. Any gentlemen? No gentlemen. All right. Uh, we are going to conclude this part of uh, the Vadim, which will be on Hakara Satov. We'll resume uh, after Pesach. Uh, topic to be uh, to be decided. So it's actually quite uh, auspicious that we did Hakara Satov gratitude because. Really, the next two Chagim, Yamtivs, are all about gratitude. Certainly Purim and certainly Pesach. And the more Hakaras we have, not only will our daily service of Hashem, our daily happiness, be increased, but our appreciation and the depth that we celebrate both Purim and Pesach be uh, raised. Book last week, we set me two different points. First, we spoke about Bikurim. And Bikurim, the first fruit, reminds us that even things we put our time and we put our effort into, and certainly when we get even more than our share, we are obligated to say, thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. And if we do not say, thank you, Hashem, then we are a person of ingratitude, a person who fails to, to recognize God's gift. We're a kafoi a person who denies the good, they denies the kindness of Hashem. I, again, I just want to remind everyone what Rabbi Rieti said Friday night. I think it was, it was fantastic when he said that that marshal by Rabbi Lord Doctor Sachs about this wall. I brought us back here on purpose. Remember, he said that this wall. Imagine just this one little black dot on the on the wall, and he asked everybody, well. What do you see in the wall? And the, and the whole room of educated, smart people, what do they say? A wall, the 99% white, they saw the black dot. So, we, very often, the, the, you know, people come home day in, day out, right? You have hakara satov, you have gratitude, right? You have gratitude for what we, ha- we don't, we don't take, we take it, for, we don't have gratitude. I spoke recently to a young gentleman who had uh, cancer, a young gentleman who had cancer and had several bouts of chemo. And I asked this, this young gentleman, what, of all the things what, of your experience when you had cancer, what would you say was the biggest lesson to you? We were having a, a, an in-depth conversation. What do you think you learned more, the most from your cancer? Okay, boys now older, older than 30. So he tells me, of anything that I learned, I learned to never t- take my body for granted. I never learned never to take my body for granted. Average day, average day that goes right with us. How many of us say, thank you, Hashem, I can see. Thank you, Hashem, I can hear. Thank you, Hashem, I can feel. Thank you, Hashem, that I can taste. Taste. Good food. Not good food, right? Taste. Smell. Thank you, Hashem, my body works. I can relieve myself. I can express myself. I can articulate. I mean, these are... We don't even... We don't, we don't even stop and think about them. We take it for granted. The greatest gifts in life. But that's what he says, and the Revolver pointed out, very often a person's motivated for a moment, they get sick, they get, they, they have a lack, they have a dearth, they, 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 they lack the wealth, right? You know, every time you pay your electric bill, you should say, thank you, Hashem. So you pay your mortgage. Thank you, Hashem. <laughs> take it for granted. Hey, there are people who cannot pay their electric bill and can't pay their mortgage. They can't. Hey, it's a, not, not a small thing. But do we, we don't see that. So what happens? Right? We see the black dot very often. 
And we literally, what we harp on very often is that black dot. All of the gifts that Rebbe Hashem gives us, the day-in, day things, certainly if we get more than our share, more than our share, right, we have this and this and this and this, for Shnetzach, for sure, we should be saying thank you, Hashem. Then we pointed out a remarkable thing. And I said it was worth it to wake up that day just to hear this. Um, so it was worth it to, wake, to, to, re- to review this as well. I, this is such an important insider. Ladies, you are here. It's a Monday night. It's a lot of things to do on a Monday night. You're here. We're all here to gain. Listen to an unbelievable radak. As I read this over, I just reviewed over what we spoke about last week, several minutes ago. I'm like thinking to myself how powerful this is. How terrible that people don't know this. I, I mean, I tell people I'm not Orthodox Jews. You know, uh, being, uh, I hate the word Orthodox, personally. <laughs> not, traditional. Tor- not traditional. Torah Jews. Torah Jews. Orthodox was what the, you know, Orthodox is what the, the German press in the 19th century classified people who were observant. A Torah Jew means, it's not, we're not sociological classified, but people who, who want to grow. Torah, you know, we have a new Orthodoxy. I'll tell you the danger of Orthodoxy. Here's Orthodoxy. I keep Shabbos, I keep kosher, I keep Torah to Mishpacha, and I keep the holidays. I'm done. Like, you know, life's over. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm ready-made. I, I can, I'm classified in Orthodox. And like, that is the beginning. That's like Aleph base. That's the starting stage. Right? Torah says that every single day of life, you, you must strive to be better. You gotta, you gotta be looking to do. You gotta be looking, how could I be a more ethical person? How can I be a nicer person, a person more chesed, a person who, you know, works on my brachas, a person who works on my kashras, a person who works on my Shabbos. But if you're orthodox, then I keep Shabbos. I don't work on Shabbos. <laughs> I keep kosher. I don't work on kosher. I, Yidin, Torah Jews, they work on themselves. The greatest people, who, who in this room could even compare to the Chavetz Chaim? We're all great people. We're here on a Monday night. Chavetz Chaim, his whole life, was working on brachas. Chavetz Chaim, his whole life, was working on Shabbos. Chavetz Chaim, his whole life, was working on the Lashon Hara, working on how he treated people, working on how he did kiruv on people. He worked on himself. You know why? Because a Torah Jew is working. So, when I say Orthodox, I say it, of course, it's a tremendous smile to even be in that category today. You're amongst the camp of people who have a shot at serving Hashem. It means you're ideologically at least have a shot. But sometimes people get self-satisfied with the word orthodox, and that's a tragedy. That's that's a tragedy. That's not. There's no. Our Torah doesn't say you're done at 32 or 33 or 48 or 48, or 49, 60 or 65, 80, 90, 100. Right? I just spoke to somebody tonight. He turned 80 tomorrow. Turning 80 tomorrow. Right? He, he, if he stays the same, he's wasting his life. Right? The Torah would say, tomorrow you should be better than yesterday. Right? You should be working on yourself. That's what life is about. That's what Torah is about. Well, a Torah Jew has to know this. We've all recorded a Pasuk. Even though this is a review, I'll read the Pasuk again. It's a Pasuk in Yeshaya, in Isaiah. I don't know if you remember, I gave everyone a hard time for not learning Isaiah and strongly recommended the ladies to have a goal to learn Tanakh. Right? All, at least ladies, right? You start learning Tanakh? Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Good. Fantastic. Beautiful. So I would say this week, whatever you're doing, if you could keep, keep doing, Esther, who shouldn't go through McGill's Esther before Purim? Read over the commentaries. Don't we want to have a real Purim? 
How could it? I mean, the good thing is, I'm assuming everyone heard Esther and probably read over. That's one of the most to review it. You're coming into Purim, but for a Jewish lady or man, not to learn through the book of Yeshaya, not to learn the book of Yirmiyahu, not to learn the book of Yechezkel, not to learn the book of Daniel, is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Right? I, I mean, I, 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 before, like I mentioned this, I, and I, I don't mean to knock at all. I, I, I think it's, I, for somehow or other, people feel like they're doing spiritual things if they read Mishpacha magazine, if they read like Hamodia, or Yated, like all of a sudden, ooh, I'm a great, I'm a from Jew, like, ooh! Look what I'm doing! I'm reading Hamodia, I'm reading Mishpacha, uh, articles of you know OCD, new new things, or you know, or families, or this gadol, or that gadol, uh, you know, all very. I, I like it. You know what I mean? Of Mishpacha or or Hamodia when I have time as I'm eating my breakfast. It's a nice thing to do. You know, it's it's I, I, it's a good thing to read me eating breakfast. I, if I had to do something, it's a better thing than to read a lot of the other things after. But it's not Torah. Right. How do you think it's a plus? Because it connects everyone to, to the greater Jewish world, wherever you are, and discusses issues in Gedom. It's a plus. But it doesn't compare to learning God's Word. It doesn't compare to reading to the five books of Moshe, to the 19 books of Tanakh and Ksuvim, right? Of Navi and Ksuvim. We should all know that. Right? We, that before reading, reading any other, you know, art school novel, right, this should be priority. I, I just say this because it's tragic. Hey, here God gives us instructions to life. <laughs> he gives us a Torah. He gives us prophets. You know what the, you know, you know when the prophets were canonized? Two, three hundred years after they lived. You know why? Because they speak to us. <laughs> they're, they're giving us messages. They're giving us a, a, a conscience. And we should know Yeshaya. We should know Yermiyahu. It doesn't mean to, to ruin the whole book of Yeshaya overnight. But if, if everyone would do a parak a day, it's not that hard. It's Hebrew English. Or even a Pasuk. You'll be getting somewhere. I, I, it, 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 it's surreal. It's surreal that you have Jews, Torah Jews, Torah Jews that don't ever learn the 24 books of Tanakh. Hey, don't ever do it. I mean, I, I can cry. I can cry. Why? Could, how could it be that older, that people older than 20 have not yet went through the book of Yeshaya, have not yet went through the book of Treyasar, I don't even know who Treyasar is. Everyone's heard of Amos and Micha, <laughs> Yael and Avadia, Zechariah. I mean, these are the people we should all know this. Right? It's not a hard thing. It, it, our school has it all translated. Right? There's even two or three versions you can get. Right? If you don't know the Hebrew, go through it. So there's a beautiful Pasuk in Yeshaya. Pasuk said as follows. Michtav lechizkiyahu melech Chizkiyahu, of course, is the king of Judah. Sadik Gadol, great Sadik, got very sick. He's on his deathbed. Why he was on his deathbed? Because he didn't want to have children. Didn't want to have children. You know why he didn't want to have children? Because he knew he'd have a wicked son, and he didn't want. And he knew from prophecy he didn't want to have children. And his uh, Isaiah comes and rebukes him. He says, "Who are you to decide what God's God says? The command to have children. You have children." And and so Chizkiyahu ends up marrying uh, Yeshaya's daughter, and he had a wicked son. And that son's name was Menashe. Uh, but when he got, when he got, uh, when he got, and how the whole story of Menashe goes, when everyone learns Tanakh or reviews Tanakh, they remember that story. Uh, but, Chizkiel getting gets better. And when he gets better, he's on his deathbed. You know what his deathbed is? You go to the ICU, you see a person who's on the deathbed. Chas Vashon, which is this sort of thing. Right? He was, he was, he was a guy, he was about to die. And he got better. So he says as follows. 
in my youth, I go to the, to, uh, the rest of my days would be spent in the, in, in the never world. I've lost, uh, the rest of my years. I said, I won't see God. The land of living. I won't see any more human inhabitants. Says Chizkiyahu, right? I thought I would not see God anymore in the land of living. The Radak, the great, great sage of Provence, southern France, David Kimchi, he says, Amarti lo erashim. I won't see God. I won't see God anymore. <coughs> so he quotes the great, great leader of Torah Jury, 10th century, Rabbein Asadi Hagayin, right, the the Gadol Hador, Rabbein Asadi Hagayin, who lived three centuries before him. That what does it mean? That I didn't. See, I wouldn't see God anymore in the land of the living. When I'm in, when I'm in heaven, I won't, I won't, I'm not going to see God anymore. What does that mean? Not to see God. Inyan I can't thank God anymore. I won't have the opportunity to, to on my own thank Hashem anymore. How do you see God, and how do we all see God in our lives? Right. So we thank Hashem, and so we stop and we think about our, our eyesight and our heart's beating, that our lungs are breathing, that I've paid my electric bill, that I've paid my, I've heated my house when it's, when it's warm, especially Boston last week, if you have heat in your house, especially if you have a snowblower, thank God, Hashem, right? That, uh, right, that I thank Hashem, that person Hashem, that I can walk, that I can talk, that I have a fruit to eat, right? Baruch Hashem, that's how you see Hashem in your life. Means you're not going to see God. Like I mentioned, someone's asking me, we want to see splitting the sea. You can see God every day, but you got to stop and think and thank Hashem. Right? The way you see God in your life is by stopping and appreciating and thanking Hashem. I won't be able to see God in this world because how do you see God? Being, being misbeinen by cogitating and contemplating and thanking Hashem. The derech, the path that allows us and enables us to see Hashem in this world is by thanking Hashem right? thanking Hashem for the gifts that allows us to, to see God we have plenty to see God in our daily lives right? plenty to see God in our, in our daily lives right? we met this person I had this happen to me I got this job I married this person this thing I mean, we can see Hashem all over the place we can stop and say thank you Hey, this is not, it doesn't happen, you don't automatically see God. Who doesn't, who doesn't want to see God in their lives? Who doesn't want to feel palpably God? Right? And who doesn't want to have that? I, I remember, I, I mentioned, I think last week or two weeks ago, about a child who didn't think their parent loved them. <laughs> parent gave them so much, because they didn't stop and think what the parent gives them. Right? You cannot feel the love of a parent if you don't stop and appreciate the gifts. Right? You cannot appreciate the love of a spouse if you don't, you don't feel it. If you don't take, if you take everything for granted, you won't feel it. And Hashem is a kel mistater. The Yoyishev, God Himself is, 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 is content not to be, you know, visible automatically. The Yoyishev is a Israel, How then do you see God in this world? In our world, where God masks Himself, like Purim is all about, of course. How do you see God in this world? By stopping and thinking about it. Right? By stopping and appreciating and thinking, uh, seeing Hashem. Dalim hamilim, ledalos hamayim chayim, 
right? There's not enough words to appreciate what we just said, he says, Revolva, right? That a person w- wants to see Hashem. A person wants to see Hashem. The way you do it is by saying thank you, Hashem. By stopping, thinking, appreciating. I, 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 honest question, ladies. Anyone yesterday say thank you, Hashem, for seeing? Anyone? What? For being able to see. 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 No? You didn't say thank you, Hashem? What? Did you think? Did, did, uh, so you, when you're doing you're doing davening. Okay, what? Did you stop and think about that when you said it? Uh, you said the words. No, but I saw flowers that are in February. Mm-hmm. Are so the door, they're, they're <laughs> what? Flowers in February. This is a miracle for me. You know? How about seeing? How about seeing? Period. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm so, not, I so what did after I stopped him probably. How about this? Did anyone did anyone say thank you Hashem yesterday that you had a bed? How about that? Pillows. I can hundreds of millions of people in this world without beds. I did for running water. For running water, did you lose water for an hour? Uh, no. But you appreciated it. It's fantastic. But imagine the following thing. Not only are you thanking Hashem for everything that we have, you're thanking Hashem as you think how He's helped you that day. Right? Everyone has trials and tribulations day, and, and you're just stopping and think, you'll see Hashem in your life. Right? And certainly if you if you can even think, you know, oh my husband, that's not that helped me. How did I marry my husband? How did I have a connection? How did I have something to do with it? I mean, like this is so unbelievable. Right? It allows a person to see God in their lives. Right? How my parents are well, they were custom made for me. You know, a person could, was able and could come to a deeper appreciation of everything and to see Hashem. And the way a person sees Hashem is by thanking Hashem. Certainly whenever I'm at, I don't know if anyone's has anyone been to my Seder? Anyone Pesach Pesach? Right, so at the end I'm always trying to we're seeing Hashem now. If we stop and we think, right, you know, we'll see, in in the Haggadah you can see Hashem. I, and really what, what Perm is, to a large degree, is the same thing. We'll get to that soon. So tonight, I'm just going to pick up where we left off. Senator Volvo. Chazal, Amru, called Koifer Betoivasu A person who denies the good that his friend gave to him. Your friend gave you a ride. You didn't want to say thank you. friend did you a favor. Right, your friend, you know, you can't appreciate it. Someone called you, how are you feeling today? That's a chesed. Thank you for thinking about me. You are very busy in life. You know, people, people are extraordinarily busy. This person called up and said, thank you for, for calling to see how I'm doing. You know, you looked a little bit sad yesterday. How are you doing? That's a tremendous chesed. You know, it's, you don't say thank you to your friend for calling you. Here you know the person called you up. And, right? Do you think you're going you're to appreciate the guy gave you sight? <laughs> you actually have to think of who gave me sight. In your face, your friend just did something. So a person who's not acclimated to say thank you to a human being, certainly for the big things, but even for the small things, won't be able to thank Hashem. If we're angry people, sometimes we'll be angry at God, God forbid, sometimes we'll be angry at human beings, We'll get angry at traffic. We'll get angry when a fly. I've seen people when like flies go in the fly. Like they're gonna kill the fly. Like you see this angry, angry, you know, or something like that. We'll get angry. We'll get angry when our mail doesn't come. 
an angry person, that's how they, a generous person, a caring person, will be generous to everyone. I, a, a person who has a pleasant eye, who sees the white and not the black dot, they'll see the white with human beings, they'll see the white with God, right? Or Midas are going to have, you know, manifestations throughout, depending on where we're holding in our Midas. So if we can, if we're a kind of person who's accustomed to thanking others, we'll be learn to thank God. Now, that's only, just putting the caveat, only if you know God exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are people who can thank you in things that don't, don't, they don't bother to think on a metaphysical level. So they're not going to thank God. They don't even, they don't, they're not even thinking in those terms, unfortunately. That's a different discussion. Um, so he says he wants to focus on thanking Hashem remember I said in the beginning we should wake up in the morning almost jumping up and hitting the roof thank you God we say we should be have adrenaline pumping through our veins of thanking Hashem we should have such an appreciation for life for being a Jew for having Torah for having the, all the gifts of life, for having the gifts of sight and hearing and talking right, and, and, and good relationships, right, for uh, perspective in life, for intelligence, for being able to... Sp- I mean, we should just have... We just can't control ourselves. We're, in, we're on, on Sky High. That's how we should be. No. Yeah. Okay. Relax. It's life. What's the big deal? We should be... Thank you. something in here. Right? It should be great. Right? You should be fantastically ecstatic excited about life about Hashem about being a Jew right being, being a Torah Jew having you know you know the difference is a person who uh, who is a Torah Jew and a person who's not you know, it's a different galaxy <laughs> it's a different tree it's a different car different Jew, different world history a different reality of marriage I mean the difference in marriages is like night and day I, I tell you this, I deal intimately with people on all levels with religiosity. It's night and day. <laughs> right? Night and day. It doesn't mean all Torah marriages are great and all secular not. That's not true. But the perspective of starting point of marriage is very, very different. Certainly in the younger generation. Certainly in the younger generation. Right? I mean, to be a Torah Jew, what a gift. Right? To be able to dive and to say, we should say, we're Baruch Hashem, I can say. God leads me in my path. How fantastic. How, did I even thank Hashem yesterday that everything that happened to us was custom tailor-made for us? Isn't that unbelievable? That nothing happened by chance to us yesterday? Absolutely nothing. Every person we met and everything we did, God, based on our free will, of course, right? Custom tailored to us. That's, when you think about it, that is unbelievable. So still, is that unbelievable? Everything your day yesterday. God picked everything based on your free will, of course, right? If you go, if you, not you, you, somebody goes to Hawaii, somebody goes to Las Vegas, so, not to, you know, the, the parts of Hawaii that are problematic, or the parts of Vegas that are Or the parts of San Jose that are problematic. So God will give them, based on where they went to, right, a certain amount of chess and tribulations. Somebody who came here tonight, so, based on the fact that you came here, you're getting, you know, people who have different messages, people get different things. And when you went, you met this person, but the bottom line is, is each one of us have a custom-made day. That's, that's unbelievable. That's mind-boggling. That's something to, to dance about, that really God custom-made 
our day for us. So, Hachavis Lovalis, the classic work ethics of the heart, Bishar Avedis Halakim, what a beautiful chapter, right? The service of God. Service of God. Right? The service of God. I'm also anti-Orthodox, by the way. Just people should know this. I'm anti the term Orthodox. Uh, you know, I'm anti-Orthodox. It's all mine. We have a lot of common. <laughs> so he said, what do you mean? Uh, so we have to work on you. So, right? Wait, a chapter of service of God. Right? We're not Orthodox. We're serving Hashem every day. We're supposed to become better. By the way, the Cholvas Lovavus was written to in Spain in the 11th century to a completely Shomer Shabbos group of people. Like, the point of life is not to be Shabbos. That's the baseline. Baseline. We're supposed to go higher than that. We're supposed to aim high. Look to be better. Look to be greater. Look to be more fantastic. Look to be more happy. Look to be more gratitude. Look to eat, to say, to, to look, lo and behold, he keep mitzvahs more carefully. Right? No, this is Rabbi, this is my level of observance. So I can take that answer. And I think Hashem could too if I, I can't speak for God, but my understanding is, right, if you're saying right now, today it's I can't take more. Or today is what I do. But if you tell me for life, I'm not gonna do this law of Shabbos. This is just not who I am. I'm thirty eight years old and that's it for life. I mean that's trafe, if I can use the word. Right? Trafe. Absolutely trafe. But to say that this is who I am, this is my level of observance, my comfort zone. My comfort zone. My comfort zone? That's not a Jewish concept. A Jewish concept is we look to be better. I would hate to say, honestly, if somebody told me, I'm, I'm, you're, how's your marriage? It's okay. I said, are you working? No, this is not my comfort zone. It's, my, it's okay to have an okay marriage. My comfort, that's a, you know what happened to that marriage? Right? That's not a marriage. A marriage is being you work on yourself. You work on your marriage, you work, you make it better. Right, that this so it's certainly serving Hashem, which is a point of life. <laughs> this is a point of life. Right, so, well, Judaism 101. I'm, I'm packing in here before Purim Pesach. Right, so I'm just throwing all everything over here. Right, Judaism 101. What in the world is a point of life? Is it to be an engineer, be a lawyer, be a rabbi in the Jerusalem Grill in parts of a row shop? Is it to go for walks? buy nice blouses or nice suits or ties is that the point of life all important things everything I just listed is important that's not the point of life <laughs> that's not the point of life the point of life is to serve Hashem right even marriage is secondary to serving Hashem right because the point of life is to serve Hashem if you marry somebody who's not going to allow you to serve Hashem you're marrying the wrong purpose because you're not going to fulfill your point of life right the point of life is to serve Hashem right? whatever we do we must serve Hashem Serving Hashem is dependent on who you are, on your background, on your skill set, on your comfort level, where you started from, where you're going. It's, it's, it's also very, very subjective. It means, of course, 613 minutes is objective. We have to come to serve Hashem. But the point of life is not to do all the other things. Those are things which allow us to live. It's not the point of life. The point of life is to work on ourselves. So the Chalvis Lavavas in the chapter of Avodas Alaykim says, "Bayne is called Avodas Hashem, service of God, serving Hashem, is built on Hakaras Hatayva, gratitude." Unbelievable. Humevarasham Ba'arichas explains it at length. The more good that we have, the more appreciation. <coughs> 
for that good. If we're happy, if we're, let me ask, I'll, I'll tell you a great marriage. If a wife is satisfied in marriage, she wants to put on the makeup for her husband. She wants to put on, to look a nice shirt for her husband. She, she wants to make her husband happy. Right? If she's, if a person's happy with her job, they want to do a great job. Right? They want, they want to give to the company, they want to give to the boss. They want to, if they're happy with their job, if a person is happy to, with Hashem, you'll want to pray to Hashem, you want to thank Hashem. Thank you, Hashem! Right? Thank you, Hashem! Your person will be excited! Thank you, Maidan Lefanacha! Right? Baruch Hashem, I'm so excited for Prom, so excited for Pesach. Right? This is fantastic! You know why? You have gratitude. But you know what happens if you're not happy in life? Right? Your husband doesn't appreciate you. Not no one here. Because your husband's all, all hurt this, the past few weeks. So now they're very appreciative. Very must be super appreciative. Right? Make sure they listen to the gratitude things. Right? They're, they're, you're, you're, right? But if God forbid somebody's husband did not listen to this class, or the wife didn't tell him over, or the, and their husband doesn't take them for granted. She makes supper, never says thank you. She puts on makeup, never says thank you. She calls in the day, never says thank you. She makes his bed, never says thank you. She does his laundry, never says thank you. Do you have a desire to give to such a person? Do people, when people, when you, when you're taken for granted, or you can't appreciate, you're angry or upset, you can't give. You're, you're held back. Person wants to serve Hashem. Person wants to increase his avodas Hashem. He has to have gratitude. Or she has to have gratitude. Gratitude, having our cars told, is is one of the most important fuels which fire our service of Hashem, which propel us certainly for prayer. Right? If you know, again, if if somebody does the most unbelievable favor, the most unbelievable favor, we, we would have word, if we're half of a person, we would have words to. Uh, thank the person, right? Imagine the following thing. It's 4 a.m. You were driving from L.A. to San Jose. Three hours away from here. You got a flat tire. It's 4 a.m. You have no wallet. You, have, you realize you left your, your, your wallet back in Los Angeles. You have, you, you, have, you have no way to pay for anything. All you have is your cell phone. And the person calls you up 4 a.m. in the morning. For some chance, a miracle, you pick up the phone. And you go help them out. Fix their flat tire. Give them a wallet. You know, give them some money, help them get back, bring some food because they've been freezing, they've been in the coat. I mean, if anyone's half of a person, wouldn't they say, thank you so much, thank you so much, you were my best friend. You, the kindest, you came three hours away, four o'clock in the morning, it was 36 degrees out here. I mean, what kind of unbelievable person you are? Wouldn't you feel so much gratitude? And how about the next day when you see the person? Especially if you're sitting there for about an hour or two, wouldn't you be, thank you, you... You would look for the words to express gratitude. If you're half of a person, you would, that's how you react. The person came four o'clock in the morning. Hashem does much more than that for that, than that for us every day. We should be like searching for words, like davening. I can't even say enough. There's no words I can express how great how grateful I am. Blessings. Right? God says, do this mitzvah, do this mitzvah. How I, I, I would do much more. That lady now calls you up. She came with. Three, four in the morning to help you. A week later, she says, "Could you go to Pars Market to get me the Pesach goods, the Shmurah Matzah for Pars?" Sure, of course. So you're not going to get it from her. You go leave your house to go to Pars Market to get the Shmurah Matzah. You'd be thrilled, happy. If I can do, I would do much more for you. But tell me much more. Right. How about now? And ten minutes later, she says, "Go to Pars if you don't mind stopping by uh, Jerusalem Grill because I need, I need lunch." Right. I mean, you'd be thrilled. This lady came four o'clock in the morning to help me out. This is the least I can do for her. The least! Now God says, okay, right. 
do this and this and this and now and Hashem's not even telling us mitzvahs for her, for His sake. It's for our sake. If we have gratitude, don't we, don't think our whole relationship to the mitzvahs are going to be different? Of course, understanding mitzvahs are important and having a perspective, but gratitude is fuel, says the chayvus lovus. Just like with our spouses, if a child wants to be able to give to a parent, think of what your parent gave you. Really appreciate it. You'll say, how much more do I owe my parent? Like, they did so much, much, much more, more for me. I'm doing the minimum. Like, they say jump, I can jump even higher. Again, I'll just say this because it just came up very recently. Jump higher as long as it doesn't affect your marriage. <laughs> right? if, if, and if there's ever a conflict between parents and marriage, you should ask a Shiloh because, of course, spouses always come first. This is, I'm sure everyone knows this, but Kiravim is always. So it's, but right, in a normal functional world, right, parents say jump. You say, how much work can I jump? I mean, what have my parents done for? What have they done for me? What, how little I've given them back. They came to me four in the morning every night for months when I was one years old, three months old, two months old, one month old. How's Bella Chaya? Is she sleeping through night yet? Baruch Hashem. Okay. How many, it was, it's Rosh Hashanah. She never wakes up anymore. Good girl. Okay, so she had a few months, quite a few, right, of, of 4 a.m. pickups in the middle of nowhere. A few times, right? Four, I mean, as much as you... Honey, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., Right? All of them, right? <laughs> but you think about it. What a child owes their parents, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's mind-boggling. And that pales in comparison with what we owe Hashem. If you would, we would appreciate and have gratitude towards Hashem. Have gra- we would be just, what can I do for you, Hashem? Like, David, you need to tell him, Hashem, what can I, you need David and tell him, what can I possibly do for you, God? Tell me, God. Tell me! You know, like his David's, his veins are, are just channeling like super coffee gratitude, right? Super Starbucks, kosher Starbucks, right? With gratitude, with excitement, with fervor, with unbelievable. That's I, you. I, I, you may think I'm a little bit excited over here, but I, that's how it used to serve us. Then. That has to be all of our goal. I, 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 we Hashem didn't create us to be. Hi, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem Shukah Alam Ibrahim. You know, full of asterisk, you know, Megillah, when it's almost over, right, when I can start eating my home and Tashin. I mean, that's not what the purpose of life is. We should be excited to serve Hashem. V'yesh lahavin, hate it, but they're called Musa Kim Hamitzvah Lamuna. Right? We're talking about faith in God. Now, he uses the word he's. He's Mishu Orthodox. Mekayim Hamitzvus. Person who's Orthodox, he's Mekayim Hamitzvus. Ashu Nagua Be Kfiasatov. I'm saying he actually says you could keep Mitzvus even though you're, you're, you're still in great. You'll, you'll, you'll go to davening. You'll say brachas like without ever thinking what you're doing. You'll walk around miserable, mourning all day. There are people who mourn every day. Mourners. Not God because he lost his relatives. just unhappy. Why this? And why I want this? And I want this? And you just whiners. don't. What? Whiners. No, but mourners, more than mourners. They may even say it, but they're unhappy. Like I gave the example, I think a couple of weeks ago, but a good base soccer girl, right? Good base soccer girl, base soccer by age 21, 22, you're not married. It's like, oh my goodness, like they're so wired that they want to get married. This is fantastic, right? So here you have a great girl. She wants to start a Jewish home. She wants to have children. She wants to have a Torah home. She, you know, whatever her husband does, that's what she wants. 
Fantastic. And she starts dating, pretty girl, nice family, doesn't get married. Doesn't get married. Maybe one, two, three, four, five, four more years. So, do you think God wants this nice girl who has good hashkafas, good approach to life, she should want to get married to a good Jewish boy, to build a Torah home, for the next four, five, three, or more years, to cry and just not live life? That's the point of life, to, to mourn? No. God wants us to, to appreciate all of the good in our life. doesn't mean not to have drives to, for good things. But we shouldn't be walking around mourning our lives. That's a tragedy. I, 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 you know, I, I, probably it would come up Thursday night, but that's Kara. But, you know, when, when Emma passed away, so Miriam, all the, as we're leaving the hospital, and the body had left, so Miriam said, I want you to know that what you told my mother is very helpful. So what did I, what did I, what did I tell her mother? I said, you know, when it, when it became clear that unfortunately Rahman al-Assan, there was going to be no cure, and it was only a matter of, of days, if not weeks, when it weren't clear how long things would go for. So I, I said to, to both uh, Emma and Eve, I said, listen, I said, I'll tell you a lesson my grandmother told me. And my grandma's 100 years old. <laughs> I think I mentioned this here also. So I said, she said, every day I say, Baruch Hashem Yom Yom. Thank God for every day. I said, we don't know how long you'll be here. It could be two months, it could be two weeks, it could be who knows how long. Hashem doesn't want you to spend the rest of your days on this world, world mourning the loss. Right? Enjoy every day that you have each other. Right? Don't, don't sit here and say, oh my goodness, why is this happening to me? What a tragedy that would be. Right? Here you have a few more beautiful days. Could be even, who knows how long. Why sit there and waste them? You say, Baruch Hashem, Yom Yom, take advantage of every single day. Utilize every single day. Right? If you have a gift, don't don't squander it. I mean, you'll sit there and waste your life, and we all do that a little bit. We're we're unsatisfied because we don't have this, we don't have this, and we waste our lives. She doesn't want mourners in this world. He wants us to be exuberant. It doesn't mean we shouldn't have drives, and we should pray to Shem and cry to Shem. Right? There's a t- it's like a vitamin. There's a time and place for everything. Shem wants us to be happy. He wants us to have gratitude. And if a person could walk around even keeping Torah and mitzvahs on a, on a, at some level and still be an ingrate and the Chavis Levavis the work ethics of our heart is taught the Maila the, 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 the plus the character the greatness of a Vayda of service of Hashem it means it's a Maila Pinimis He's going to explain the mitzvah but the Maila of growth in service of God the most important fuel criteria is gratitude because if we don't if you want to be able to give to Hashem we're really giving for ourselves but at least we, we think we're giving to God right when God doesn't need us for a second we're really but we're giving of ourselves to God we have to feel gratitude just like if you want to really be able to give to your children to your spouse to your friends to your parents you have to feel gratitude and the less gratitude you feel the, the less you'll give and when you give it's not going to engender more giving because you'll be uh, why am I doing this? Why is this necessary? When this is not so important. Or be, eh, right? I don't know if you can get the eh, on the tape on the, on the MP3. But I mean, it's not going to be that excited, right? It will be like I have to do this. I'm compelled. I'm coerced. I'm stuck. Or half baked, half hearted, half excited because you really are unappreciative of the reality. That's a tragedy. The Islamic says says we have to go a little bit different. The M is called Adam Hudati Bitivai. Unbelievable thing. This is not what we're discussing now. 
every person is religious by nature. It means there's no such thing as an atheist at heart or an agnostic at heart. Right? It's only a person who's been corrupted by society or by his family or by himself to be an, an atheist and agnostic. Why? There's an inherent part of us sees that belief, belief in God is natural. Now, this is not our discussion right now. We're going to not go there. It's a huge topic. He actually says, see my word, a different, his first Ali Shore. But, take that face value for now. So, what is, what is, allows us to not only believe, but to express it, it's the Kayach of Ha'akara Satayv, is gratitude, which means false. Okay. A person opens his eyes. Remember I said a, 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 a person, a Torah Jew, sees a different tree. You've seen God in the tree. Hey, now I've seen the photosynthesis and the chlorophyll going up and, okay, you know, whatever you're saying. But you're seeing, this is an unbelievable tree. This is maybe the photosynthesis and the chlorophyll going up in the sun. This is fantastic. But you're seeing, wow, this tree is created for mankind. It's created for me to appreciate to you. Even if I don't even own this tree, I, I appreciate seeing this pretty tree, right, Mrs. Mandarin? Right? It's These heartbeats, right? Wow, God, you put me in a great world. My, 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 my four-year-old Yosef Mary, so he, uh, he made a scene. Uh, I took him to Jerusalem Girl. It's great. He was so excited. He finished all the phase in the Kudus. Okay? Now he's on to his next scene. I can't tell you how much that first scene has propelled his learning. Unbelievable. Like, ah, oh, we gotta go see him. They got, we gotta make a see him. He's like really pushing himself to learn the, the Lama Tesmalachas, right? You know, he actually, he knows, he just learned 77 mitzvahs, actually, mitzvahs assays. So he like really pushed to do this. So he first he tells me he wants to go to Izzy's to get pizza. Okay. But the other day, he says, no, I know what I want to do. Jelly belly. Like, he wants to go back to East Puma. When I was in, in Connecticut a few weeks ago, my wife's uh, cousin's kid, her second cousin, was here. She didn't go to, to see Jelly Belly. I said, now Jelly Belly is like, kind of Aiden in this world. Jelly Belly, you think it's like, I mean, so he says to me, he says, I, I want to go to Jelly Belly instead. No, I'm not going to Jelly Belly. It's way too far for me. <laughs> Before it was kosher. Yeah. So, I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe if he finishes shots, I'll take him to Jelly Belly. But, <laughs> like, but I, I must, tell, I must say, that when he said Jelly Belly, it was like being like, Jelly Belly! It was like, you see his four-year-old eyes, like, Jelly Belly, unbelievable, half of a fellow, you know, in a certain, like, you know, you know, you know, Candyland for this kid. It's this little bit Candyland. It's like everything you can want. And we all have old Candylands, right? right? We're in our Candyland, whatever that might be. You're like, what could I do? Like, this is so unbelievable, right? This is so fantastic. Like, when you have that appreciation, like, I'm so happy to be here, right? I'm so happy. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, I was in Colorado with my wife's family, so I was walking my wife. It was like so pristine. I think this is fantastic. This was like in Vail. In that area, it's like, you see God, like, literally all around. You can't, like, you know, like, these pictures they have of serenity? Like, you just have these, like, in the doctor's office, a serene picture. I was there! I'm like, this is, like, fantastic. I'm like, serenity all around me. Like, you know, you, know, you can hear, like, the birds chirping, and, like, the, the waterfalls going down. Like, it was fantastic. What? Yeah, it was, it was close. It was absolutely close. It was my candy land. So, it was, it was close. So, when you feel like that, you're like, how lucky I am to be in this place, right? How fortunate I am to be here. 
Imagine every day, all the time feeling that. That's like a fantastic, we should be feeling that. Right? That is the goal of life. Right? It's not to, it's not to be most of the time 85% getting along, getting by, as somehow doing, surviving. <laughs> surviving. Should be thriving! Right? But when a person has a car, I'm in Candyland. I'm in Jelly Belly. I'm in Vail. I'm in San Jose. Fantastic! I'm in the show. Person should walk into the show. This is unbelievable. It's just throwing happy to be here. I see. Fantastic! This is. Think I have a hyperbole here. I'm serious. This is. This is. I, I mean, you don't have to be so effusive. I'm being effusive because I want to point them across. But internally, this. I, 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 okay, quite frankly, what I'm describing is doesn't happen automatic, and it's not an easy road. It's a way of the great righteous, but really righteous people live at some level, not maybe at a constant level, with this. Right? They are. I remember Rabbi Harav Goyin, the Gedali Hador of Shmuel Kamenetsky, anyone who's once involved in one of these like super political things. Like, you can't imagine how political this was. And, and everyone meant, of course, for the name of God, but it was super political. Okay? Now, most people would be broken, would be upset, would be, why is this happening? Why? I mean, you saw a man who was smiling in a good mood, like, like not, he, was still, he was appreciating life. You know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't phased. I'm sure he was phased at some level, but he, he saw the white all around him. He didn't just see the black dot. He saw the white. He saw the gray white, and he was happy. The, he, Simcha, by the way, prophecy, or Chaim Vital says, it needs a steady state of Simcha. You know what a steady state of Simcha means? We're happy. Happiness is not fun. Right? Happiness is a steady state of being content and happy and appreciative and, and having Hakaras Atayif constantly. Not just once in a while, but as a steady state. Oh, he person walks around and he's thrilled to be where he is. He's in Candyland. He's in Jelly Belly. Even better, he's in Amachad. Al Davazer, Haya Almor Midayiks. He says that the Rebbe Rebbeucham Lavavitz says in his Haggadah Shal Pesach. I, I, I usually when we when, when these ladies have been there, I the night is part of Haggadah. I'm like we have to be oh, right Lafichach. We therefore we say at the Haggadah we take our part of Halal is. Therefore, we're at, as we're seeing the God, we're appreciating all God's miracles. We're seeing God's hand in history. We're seeing how He took us out of Egypt. We're seeing who we are today, and we say, and therefore, since we realize all of this unbelievable material, we just did Pesach. We have to thank Hashem and to praise Hashem. What God did for our forefathers and for us, all these miracles. Right? We don't say. But to to the person, right? We 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 just say Lemi. We don't say to God, which means the reason why it's an unbelievable thing is because gratitude. It doesn't make if it's to Hashem, it's to a human being, it's to all the things around, right? Anything that benefits us, we're appreciative to. A person who's aligned in gratitude, so they'll stop and think where are they getting everything from. They'll see the, the human being and thank them for helping them. Thank you, Moshe Rabbeinu. Shkayach, Moshe Rabbeinu. Thank you. By the way, you think everyone thanked Moshe Rabbeinu throughout the desert? Survey says no, right? Did they give Moshe Rabbeinu a hard time? All the time. What did they see? They, see, they saw the black dots. They didn't see all the white that Moshe did. Many people did. They didn't appreciate it. 
Okay? So a person, we, a person who's aligned to give, of course on Pesach, they'll stop and think. And on Purim, I, I, I mentioned to the men we're learning before davening, for the brave-hearted. So you have to understand what Purim is like. Don't imagine what Purim is. I just think, I gave him an example. Uh, you know, this was Purim, because I was discussing how Purim changes Jewish people eternally. But imagine the following thing. It's a crude marshal, but it's true. A Haman tries to destroy, with Ahasuerus, every single Jew in the world. So, just imagine Nazi Germany. Okay? Hitler, Streicher, Himmler, Goering, Imach Shalom Zichron, Goebbels. Nazi Germany was a small Haman. You know why? Nazi Germany didn't have nearly as much power as, as to destroy the Jews. They were only in control of a third of World War II, a third of the Jews. Persia, under Haman, was every single Jew. And as opposed to Nazi Germany, who had to contend with England, especially when they went conservative and had Winston Churchill, and the United States of America, and everyone else, Nazi Germany had limited role. They could only affect the countries immediately around them. Persia, no, no block. <laughs> right? Haman says, kill all the Jews. There's no one stopping him. There's no United Nations, for whatever they're worth. Right? They, well, actually, for whatever it's worth. There's no United States. There's no England. There's no, there's no, there's nothing stopping them. That means, when they say we're going to kill and wipe out every Jew in Purim, that's Nazi Germany magnified. And literally, within days, you have the whole Third Reich flipping over, Hitler realizing that his wife is Jewish, and then putting the Chafetz Chaim as the Prime Minister. Could you imagine in 1939, in September 19, well, it's September the war started, third. July of 1939, as everything's going on, all of a sudden, Hitler's wife says, Ich bin a Yid, I'm Jewish. Right? And Hitler says, okay, let's kill Hitler, kill Streicher, kill Goebbels, kill their children, Call in Reb Chaim Ozer Gadinsky, the Belzer Rabbi, they're going to be my cabinet now. I mean, you... Right, that is what Purim is, by the way. That's the start of Purim. It's a lot deeper. That's a lot deeper Purim. That's the start of Purim. That you had the most vile country with the complete ability to destroy us, all of a sudden flip in a matter of days from, from Nazi Germany to putting the Tzadik Hador Mordechai, one of the greatest people of the generation, fifth in the Sanhedrin, as a, as a viceroy of all of the Persian Empire, that's what that's a, that's the beginning of it. That's a lot deeper than that. That's the begin. You're living that. You're appreciating that. Of course, you're going to be exhilarated in Purim. How lucky we are! Look how God watches out for us. If if gratitude is the fuel which energizes our service of Hashem. Well, you can learn the opposite. That is, kfiras hatayiv, when a person lacks gratitude to, to, to Hashem, right, it leads to kfira heresy. Right, a person can't daven. I can't serve Hashem. I can't, I can't, I can't keep Shabbos. I'm too upset. I'm too angry. Right, I don't have, it's not, it's not in me. It's not in me to pray. It's not in me to do this. I don't have the strength. I don't have the desire. What has God done for me? I had a guy tell me, you know, like, uh, they call it conservadox. So I, don't, I don't know what that is. Conservadox. Tells me it's conservadox. But he said he can't pray. So I said, why not? And it doesn't work. So what do you mean? I prayed and this didn't happen to me. Is it? What? This is a this is a, a, a big child. I understand. Right. 
So, but, but, but he was serious though. He, he was not making up his emotional reaction and his inability to pray. That was real. Right? The diagnosis and the cure for that is different. It's not my point right now. My point is that was real. It means he, he didn't, he didn't believe in prayer because he, and he, and he, and I don't think this guy does anything at this point. You know, unfortunately I was not, and have the, he's not my, he's not under my wings so I can actually help the person. You know, I met him once or twice. But, you know, at the end of the day, the end of the day, if we have kfiros atayiv, kfiros atayiv, we don't have gratitude. It will affect at some level kfiro. We, will, we won't see Hashem in our lives. And you look around. Where's God? I, I don't feel God. I don't see God. I don't hear God. I don't. I, I don't. And, and, and you don't have that feeling. It's very hard to serve Hashem. Come on. Just like uh, uh, just like a person who borrows and denies the whole loan, this denial um, it comes from strengthens two strengths. We discussed previously. First of all, everything I call moving Everything's supposed to come to me, right? Right? Why aren't I? Getting this parnasa. Why aren't I healthy? Why aren't I? I, I should have this, this 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 thing I want, right? You know, I want this. I want this, right? Why? Of course, I'm gonna have this. And it, this belongs to me. What do you mean? You're not giving this guy, right? I want this this 24 year old boy. I, I I pray to you, God. You know, I said to him five times a day for six years. Shidduch. You owe it to me. Right? We that feeling that God has to give it to us, and He owes it to me. Right? That I should be healthy. Why do I? Why, why am I having diabetes? Right? I should have this. Where's my kid? Where's my thing? I mean, that's how you have tainas. God. Yeah, it's not enough that 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 that, that this and this and this and this. What do I think? Right, so a person has that feel about anything. <laughs> anything. Some things are bigger than smaller, right? The, all, more than that, there's one feeling of that we don't have a car to. And number two, nobody likes to owe anyone anything, right? Well, if I do have a car, if I do owe God stuff, I can't complain. A, eh? <laughs> I can't complain about everything good I have. Uh, I I can't complain as we discussed a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I'm indebted. So there's a feeling I don't want to be indebted. So people don't have a car though because they they believe everything they deserve, and they don't want to be indebted. Right? Uh, you know, if everything's simple to you, if, if all the gifts in life you don't appreciate, the fact that you have this and this and this and this, 150,000 other things taken for granted, and all you see that black dot, all you see what's lacking, what's the dearth, right? then I don't know God anything, because that, of course, I'm going to get. That was natural. A lot of people see. A lot of people don't see, by the way. <laughs> right? A lot of people hear. We don't have to thank God for hearing. We don't have to thank God for getting this. You know, we don't have to thank God for that. I take that for granted. So of course a person is going to end up being rejected and called. And then anyways, I don't want to be indebted to God for all these things. So at some level, there's there's a, a problem. So a person thinks, you know what? 
God didn't give me this. Imagine the following thing. Right? Let's go back to last week. Remember last week? We talked about that dinner. Potatoes. Right? Roasted Garlic. potatoes. Garlic chicken. Yeah. It's good. String beans. The lemonade. Three ice cubes. It's the perfect supper. Right? The perfect supper. Right? The, the, the wife makes for the husband exactly what he wants. I mean, it, 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 without even asking me. She makes the perfect potatoes roasted just lightly. Right? The string beans, the lemonade. She even makes him his favorite lemon marble cake. And imagine the following thing. She brings in the dinner and she worked on it. And a labor of love. And she only put two ice cubes instead of three. How could you? You only gave me two ice cubes. He's very upset. Didn't thank her for the, the garlic chicken and the potatoes and the lemonade and the string beans. Focus on she only gave him two ice cubes and not three. I, I like three ice cubes in my lemonade. Do you think people don't, don't do this in life? <laughs> all the time, every day, all, right? I know someone who does that. All the I time. I know someone who does that. And she's still married. Oh, so uh, hopefully, not, we'll that, hopefully not locally. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> But but that's that's tragedy. That those people need therapy and counseling. He does. Um, that's terrible. Oh. She does too. Well, yeah. But she may have kids. Well, let's, let's, let's leave this for now. But the point is, is that there are people who serve to God the same way. We God gives us everything. He misses the ice cream. And by the way, didn't we discuss Mr. Stolen? How unbelievable is that God made your day yesterday? Wasn't that great? Let's go back to how we started about forty-five minutes ago. So God takes away one ice cube from us and we have such bitterness, such anger, such frustration, such anxiety. And didn't we start saying that even when God takes away that one ice cube, there's a reason? He, he's custom making our day. If he wanted to give us extra ice cube, he could, right? That applies to all of us here. So not only are we unappreciated of, of all of, and by the way, God's dinner is a lot better than the garlic chicken, the potatoes, and the stream. He gives us so much more than that dinner. But we're still bitter, angry, upset, or depressed. Some people are depressed or, you know, or, or, or just blah. Because we're missing an ice cube. And by the way, when we're missing the ice cube from God, it's the way it's supposed to be. It doesn't mean we should give up getting that ice cube if that's what we need. Right? It's a dog. But, but if, if we did our part, we just didn't get that ice cube yet. I mean, now, if you want to get married, I always say, tell guys, don't go out with, with a girlfriend at a time like this. You're not going to get married, right? You know, right? You can't, you're not going to get married if you walk around with a time like that. And if you're, you don't floss your teeth and you food your teeth when you meet somebody, you're not going to get married. I mean, or if you do get married, that may be very scary. So, right? So the point is, you won't get married because you're not doing your part. But well, guess what? Guess what? Once you do your part, you did your, your, your share of the game, if you don't get that extra ice cube, that's your best. Right? If for whatever reason, maybe God wants you to pray more, to work on yourself more, or be bad for you, for reason, I, who knows what. I mean, there's some kind of rectification in the soul, whatever it is right now. This is a long conversation. But to, to sit there bitter, crying, sad, upset, angry, tension, because you're missing the ice cube, is to not appreciate everything else. Just like your friend's husband. Right? That's how people live, though. Right? The relationship with Hashem, they sit they, there looking at this black dot and they can't appreciate all of the beauty. They can't appreciate all of the gifts. The Ramban says, in the end of the Parshish, the Kavan is called Mitzvah Shinamin. The Kavan of all Mitzvahs is to believe in God. Listen to the Ramban Nachmanides. 
great leader of, of 13th century Spanish Jewry. The, the, the whole point of mitzvahs is to believe in God and to know that God created us and this is the point of the person should know the to thank Hashem and the reason to go to Shul and to, to say blessings and to say pr- prayers people should get together men are weaker creatures we're less spiritual so we need a minion right we're just less spiritual men are, are we're in any culture any race as a whole as a generality less spiritual doesn't mean every man is less spiritual there are men who have more of a tendency right the, they need to get to Shul to be able to get this feeling of, of gratefulness of thankfulness we all have it intrinsic and that's the point of life, says the Ramban. To see Hashem and say, thank you, Hashem. Heaven, the Ramban, is called Yitzir Tachas and Mitzvahs. The creation in the, you know, of Mitzvahs and Mitzvahs is to be able to connect to the thank Hashem. Of course, Mitzvah, the Ramban says in another place, Mitzvahs, Sav Sav, to, to, to cling us to God. Right? Sav Sav, to have to cling us to God. God himself doesn't need our thanks. If we thank Hashem, what are we giving God? We need to thank God. We need to. I always said children need to stand up for their parents, not for the parents' sake. It doesn't help the parent. The children need to realize who their parents are. They need to stand up for their parents. We need to thank Hashem. We sit there and see God. We have to be able to thank God. Right? The more we have gratitude, the more we have appreciation, the more we see, the more not only we see Hashem, the happier and richer our lives will be. A person has to stop and say, I, 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 don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hands. I gave a remarkable piece of advice last week. I, I, which I mentioned if we would do it, it could change our lives. You bow for Maidim every day in Shimon Esrei. Stop and think of three to five things which God, God did, what people did for you. Chasadim and say, no, think with God. Right? Bow down, Maidim. Right? Don't really thank God for seeing today, but you thank Him tomorrow when you bow down for Maidim. Right? Hearing. If your husband, parents, friends, job, health, right? Rabbi, Moedim, Rabbi Levine, whoever your rabbi is, right? Right? Whoever your rabbi is, now seriously, we need every small thing for your children, for your friends, for the flowers on, on, on there, right? For whatever it may be, stop and, and, and appreciate, what's the, is the, 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 the smell of the coffee was the best part of waking up? It's not the best part of waking up, but you have to smell the coffee, enjoy, appreciate life, right? See Hashem. Right? Don't go through life mourning, bitter, right? Missing the ice cube and saying, where's my dinner? This is what you, have, this is what you gave me? Where's my dinner? God, you give me so much. And even though I'm missing this ice cube, I know that you gave me exactly what I need. I maybe cry, well, I want it, the ice cube, because I think it's best for me. Maybe it's something it is. But Hashem, I love you. Hashem, you give me so much. Perfect. What a dinner, right? What an unbelievable roasted potatoes. Again, God's dinner in life, in our life is a lot more complex and a lot better, right? And, and even when he, the, the missing lesson is not a mistake, 
It's not an act of malice. It's for our best. One more point, and then we'll, we'll adjourn until after Pesach. Right? We say this uh, on uh, uh, on Shabbos. Uh, and the Gemara says as long as my soul is in a, uh, actually we don't say this every day. We say in the morning that as long as my soul is in me, I, I thank you, Hashem, and the God of my fathers, my God, and the God of my fathers, the Master of all deeds. Uh, our lives should be as Jews who are growing in service of God thank Hashem Hamila HaRishon the first words that we say in the morning are which we said earlier it's not a good trait you're not a pious Jew right by saying you're living as a Jewish life that's the, the main thing of a soul is to be able to thank uh, uh, Hashem Bashar is a kol ikur chayenu. Our whole life is chayvus kol yitzurim lahaydus lahala shabeach lafair loreimim lahadu levarach lala lekalas. Right, this is all from 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 Nishmas, which we say on Shabbos morning. Right, we you know this is a famous story of, of a Carlin stole a chassid. Anyone been to Carlin stolen? No Carlin stolen like anyone ever been to the the, the, the what? They scream. Are you talking about a, a Hasidic group? Yeah. Stoners? Stoners. Yeah. You in there? I've been there for a park. Bar park, right. So in America, it's a bar park? I met the Rebbe, the Stolner Rebbe. From Jerusalem? Yeah. Okay. okay. He's a Hasidic Jew. got a bracha. Yeah. So if you ever go to Stolen, and they scream at the it's like, the whole point is like, you think like, you know, there's an earthquake. That's how they scream. So the famous story, Stolen or Hasid came, came to a, a different type of shul. And somebody recognized him as a Stolen or Hasid. So listen, over here, you know, we don't scream. No screaming over here. We're gonna daven like the rest of us. So he says, "Okay, I'll do it." So he gets these davening and he says, "Oh Shemar, Also, he gets to Nishmas. Nishmas! Is that screaming like you know, a real story? Kolchai! So a guy goes up to him afterwards. He says, "Didn't we tell you? Didn't we tell you that he we don't scream here?" The chassid says, "But this is nishmas, nishmas." He's saying, "Thank you, Hashem." Right? I'm not recommending it, by the way. Please, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe Don Shapiro or someone bumped someone. Yeah, she's like, "Who is this, this?" You know, coming. My point is, is that it, it should be that we feel an urge to nishmas. Thank you, Hashem. And this was in davening. Right, is when you say, I can't even imagine, uh, 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 not saying even more thank you, that the, the obligation of all creation is to praise, to thank, to, to, to elevate, to, you know, I mean, these words, to bless, to raise, to, to extol, you know, every other synonym you can think. You God. It's unbelievable. Right? We're all obligated to write our own sefer to Right? We're, our life should be a song. One big song. One big sefer to Thank you God for this. 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 Thank you Hashem for this. You know, God, life is tough today. But I know you, you took away this ice cube for me. You know, David, King David had tough days, right? 
He cries about it also. <laughs> when your father-in-law tries to kill you, or your son rebels against you, it's not like a, well, not particularly a fun day. Right? But you know what David says? He says, God, you took away some big ice creams today. You know, you may have taken away my chicken today, but you gave me so much. Thank you. You know, and even when this is going wrong, right, what does David say when he's running away from Avshalom? He sang a song, right? So, his people say, you're singing a song? He said, he found the positive in that, right? I mean, he saw the rest of the situation constantly. It doesn't mean there's not difficult days. Real life, Olam Hazah, this world, we'll miss big pieces of chicken sometimes. And real difficulties, there'll be real difficulties. Really tough days. But Hashem still wants us to sing him a song. Right? We still have to have gratitude. Right? We still have to have appreciation for all of the greatnesses and the kindnesses. In it, we can say, God, it was a tough day. Or this is really, really hard. Right? This is not easy. But I love you. I appreciate it. If you, you know, if this is best for me, please give me this as well because I think I need this. But it's 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 coming with appreciation of Hashem. We say it over and over in prayers. And again, our our goal with is to write our own tilim, to say our own tilim. That Halal praises Hoda. And Halal praise of God comes from the upper soul, from the highest level of a soul. Right, look how Chazal are sages, the Anshkesis Gadola, when they wrote Tefillah, they came from the highest places. And again, going back to Nishmas, Ilufinu Malashirakam. If our mouths were filled with song, as big as the 70% of this world that sees, Ulushonenu Rina, and all of our tongues. Were, were, were songs like all of the ways. And we can see as much as the sun and the moon. And our, and our, our, our wingspan was, was unbelievable. We're doing this, this would all be in praise of God. What do we say in Nishmas? We can't even begin to thank God. Right? We can't even begin to express if we really think about Right now, as we're talking, how many billions of chemical reactions are happening in each of our bodies? How much billions of permutations had to be, by the way, for all of you ladies to be sitting here, for me to be in San Jose, to be here, you know, or for, you know, uh, for us to be here right now. I mean, like, we could be anywhere, right? How many billions of, of divine providence had to have come through our lives at some level? God, I mean, this is like, I am an era. I, I mean, how many billions and billions of, 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 of things had to happen, right, for, for the smallest things in life? We, really, we, can, we can't even begin to appreciate it. You say, God, you put it in our soul. They will thank you, Hashem. Right? And that's actually what we say in the Bracha of, of Halo. Uh, and also, you know, it's a call that we say, God, I can't even begin to thank you. Right? Hashem, I cannot begin to thank you. Says Revolba, this is our, our service in life. The goal of our goal, our Torah, our mitzvahs, our appreciation, should lead us to the feeling that, God, I can't even begin to thank you. And that's how a Jew lives happily in this world. It's not just a trick. It's a reality. If we really st- stop and wake up and appreciate it, and it's like, we can't even imagine how happy we can be. We see a wall of white. 
yeah, the black spots or black spot is there. But there's so much white. There's so much fantastic. There's so much I can just begin to cry. Hashem, thank you, Hashem. We don't mourn if you're living like that. We live. We thrive. We, we, we say, Baruch Hashem, Yom Yom. V'dayalam v'bazel eschazik ha'midim b'kolas ha'shakastav. Ha'kolas ha'toiv, it needs to be worked on. You have to stop and say thank you. I thank you to the human beings who, who better our lives. Thank you to the human beings who do us the small favors and the big favors. And if we do that enough, right, we can stop when we bow down in front of God and say, Maidim, say, God, how much more can I thank you? And we can list the things that will allow us to live better lives, happier lives, rich lives, deeper lives. It will be the fuel which will energize our prayer and our service of Hashem. It will allow and enable us to have real Purims and real Pesachs, right? And if we have that appreciation, that's what children get. If you want to affect people around you, you want to, you want to be an in person of, of, who influences people for the better. If you're enthusiastic, <coughs> if you're appreciation, if you have gratitude, right? You, you, you're not only, you only, you only better your own life, you better everyone around you. Okay? Thank you for that.